Did you know that wedding planners not only plan weddings, but they manage expectations, provide crisis management, help bring your vision to life in addition to reducing overwhelm? Wedding planners handle logistics, design, execution, and we break it all down in this episode. Welcome to episode two, where we discuss what wedding planners really do. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Art of Celebrating podcast, where we discuss the science and art of a curated celebration. I'm Akashia Kinshaya, wedding and event planner, floral and event designer, author, speaker, lifestyle expert, and CEO of Cash Events. And I'm Michelle Drapetti, Chicago-based wedding planner with over 20 years' experience in the industry, a restaurant owner, amateur equestrian, speaker, published author, and owner of Michelle Drapetti Events. And we are your hosts. For decades, we've planned and designed all kinds of celebrations from weddings to showers, holiday parties, and galas all over the world. And we're excited to bring you expert tips, advice, and great conversations on all things celebrations, plus amazing conversations with other experts in the wedding and events industry. After years of curating luxury events and experiences, we are now sitting down to dish with you on all the ins and outs of building a beautiful, layered, celebratory experience that tantalizes all the senses. If you love a good party, then this podcast is for you. So subscribe and invite a friend. You are in for a treat. Hello, hello, and welcome to our second episode. Today, we are discussing what wedding planners really do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The secrets behind wedding planning. So we're going to give you a little clarity and a little sneak peek behind the curtain, not only into what we do, but why it's so important to have one. Why it's important to have one. Um, And just clear, like, the misconception that wedding planners or clipboards and fanny packs and uh the movie yeah i feel like we also right? we off we very often do not marry our clients no, we, well we, we not, do not and we do not it's not as easy as it looked in the wedding planner right the movie. i do love me some j-lo but we love don't her. marry our clients it's kind of a thing <laughs> right okay so yeah. here we go we're gonna dive in we feel like there's three really important things we want to talk about and we're probably going to go down a few rabbit holes in the process but that's totally okay <laughs> Right? Because that's who we are. And we're like into a bottle of wine, so it's fine. All right. Here's what we're going to do. The first thing, logistics. Mm -hmm. Right? So let's just start with the planning process itself. Let's talk a little bit about that. What is it that a wedding planner really does with regards to the planning process? Right. Like who's a wedding planner, right? So it's not someone that, um, and again, I think because of there's so many variations or understandings of this, but like wedding planners, it is an art. Yes. And it's not for everyone. You have to be meticulous. You have to have attention to detail. You have to understand the industry. You need some level of experience. Um, and it takes a lot more work than people see on social media. Agreed. And here's what I'll say. So this is what I tell my clients. Who is a planner? A planner should be your expert that you have access to, who gives you their knowledge, their insight, and essentially their ability to guide you through all of the various elements. Yes, Yes. and elements and moments that you hit while you're trying to plan a wedding. Yeah. 
like, and also too, it's for us, it's an understanding. I always say like, I'm not a caterer, but I do understand the catering process. Mm -hmm. I'm not a stationary designer, but I understand how stationary works and what they need. So while people like, you know, you get a, when you get a quote or you send, or you get a call and you talk to someone and you give your price, you're like, for wedding planning, a wedding planner is the reason why your wedding would be successful or unsuccessful in my opinion. Oh, 100%. The driver of your event. And I think that that is an investment that everyone should make. I always say this, when you have a toothache, you, you go, go to your dentist. dentist. When you need your hair colored, you go to your hairstylist. When you are getting married, you, you go, go to, to your a wedding, wedding planner. planner. It's just as simple hey, as that. It is not a hobby. It is a job. So let me ask you a question, because this is one of my favorite questions. Do you negotiate contracts? No, but I help you interpret them. Exactly. Right? Understand it yes. and fix uh, and also catch things that maybe have been missed. And discuss the value of the investment within every vendor category. Right. Right. Who are you bringing to the table? Well, the network every planner has of vendors and creative partners is huge for a client. Yeah. Right. Because how awful is awful, but truly, in my opinion, awful is the world of Pinterest and Instagram in terms of kind of skewing what expectations could be. Yeah, because you cannot. Let's just clarify something. You cannot plan your wedding off Pinterest. No, it's just not possible. While Pinterest is for inspiration, it should be just that. And it's pretty. It's pretty. But what does that mean? A lot of money. What do all those pictures mean? There Nothing. is a lot. I always say this, when you look at a photo on Instagram, this beautiful tablescape, mm -hmm. right? While you like it and leave a comment, there's so much time and effort and art that has gone into that photo. There is the linens, which has been picked specifically to match the aesthetic of the table. Mm -hmm. There is the menu. There mm -hmm. is the rentals. Well, the actual printed menu and then the actual designed menu. And the photography. Yes. So there are so many things. It takes a village. And your wedding planner is going to be the the king of the village. <laughs> the the tour guide. The overseer. The, the taskmaster. Of, of the village. Mm -hmm. Right? So it is a collaboration, but your wedding planner is going to help you navigate the unknown. It's going to he or she, we're gonna help you get through those areas that you do not know. Well, and those big like I, I always refer to them as benchmark moments. So mm -hmm. you're going in, you just got engaged, congratulations. Now you're gonna plan this wedding, you have this vision, or maybe you don't. How do you get from where you are to a wedding day? Well, there's all these important things that have to happen. A floral sample, perhaps. A venue taste, scouting. Right, venue scouting, a tasting, um, signing off on invitation, finding a wedding dress, signing a photographer, all of these things. What a planner does is take the like you the overwhelm, like you mentioned earlier, yes. and distill it into a timeline of ben of important benchmarks that need to be hit, right? Yeah, and also break it into um, to steps that is not overwhelming for you. Yes, right, one it's, step at a time. Because I've always wondered how people do plan an entire wedding, no matter how big or small, on their own. It is too, it, there are too many things. There's so many mistakes that could happen. There are so many layers mm -hmm. that requires expert advice. And I think that that's where a lot of people miss is you're paying for expert advice. You're paying for experience. 
most wedding planners do this full time. I've been doing this full time for 10 years, mm -hmm. which means that I live and breathe event planning and mm -hmm. wedding planning every single day. You're fluent in the language. Yes. That's what I always say. It's another language. And the other thing I always like to say too, is it's so important to remember. I happen to be a person who believes in the value of an expert. Mm -hmm. I don't go anywhere in my life without an expert. As we Absolutely. mentioned before, the dentist, yeah. the hairstylist, whatever the case may be, when I'm painting a house, when I'm working on our restaurant, when I'm developing, whatever the case may be, developing a menu, I want an expert in the room. Right. Absolutely. I now own and operate a restaurant. I'm the third generation in my family's restaurant. Mm -hmm. I have a restaurant consultant and business coach who works with me on a daily basis so that I make the right decisions. He has been in the industry 40 years. Mm -hmm. I've been in the industry in this position roughly two minutes because it's been like a year and a half. Yeah. He is my expert. You have an expert. Yes. Yeah. So and. And in simpler terms, your guide, yes. someone that knows the ins and outs of the entire process. Um, wedding planning is not like what we see on television, as gorgeous and seamless as it looks. It is a <laughs> lot of work and there is no way to actually put together like hours that goes into a wedding. I, I for one, couldn't tell you. Oh. How many hours go into a wedding? We spend a good chunk weekly into a wedding. And keep in mind that ideally you're planning a wedding 12 to 16 months. Well, and let's be real, right? Since this is what our listeners are looking for. You mentioned venue research earlier, mm -hmm. right? So you are, as a planner, going out, you're taking all of the conversations you've had with your client, where they want to get married. Do they like a hotel? Do they not? Mm -hmm. Are they rustic? Are they modern? Are they in a city? Are they outside? Is it in a high rise? Is it on a rooftop in a mountain side? Whatever the case may be. You distill all of that into a refined search. You then reach to what? Five, maybe 10 to start mm -hmm. venues. You then wait for them to respond back. Right. You then respond with what you need. You then wait for them to give you information. You then plug it in. Oh, this one's not going to work because these amenities aren't great. Oh, let's pay attention to the verbiage in this contract because mm -hmm. I see a red flag. So that's where the expertise gets layered in. There's also the legwork, right? You invest yes. in a planner so they can do the legwork. That's my whole point of what I'm saying, which leads you to then be able to still make an informed decision yeah. and be in charge of your wedding. And I think too, what people um, need to also understand or celebrants or couples is that the emails you're getting is 0.001% of the emails that we're actually working yes. on. Because if you actually receive the emails that the you receive, you would quit mm -hmm. wedding planning if you wouldn't like it. So we take that Again, the focus, I wouldn't have, uh, I guess the word I'm really sticking to here is overwhelm. Mm -hmm. yes. um, as much as it can be overwhelming for us, we know how to navigate that. And it's something that couples do not have to deal with. I truly believe that as a celebrant or couple, you should truly enjoy that process and trust your wedding planner to do that filtering for you. Yes. Remove that sense of overwhelm and only give you information that you need to see. And that allows you to make an informed decision, decision yeah. right? So this ultimately will need, will lead, excuse me, to that next part where we're talking about building a team. But before we depart here, something I always say to my clients, weddings are like sponges, mm. right? right? They will, so if you put a dry sponge on the counter 
and then you add water, it takes up as much room as it will is, is allowed. Yeah. Weddings will take up as much room as you give it. So these are couples who come to planners or are approaching a wedding, having careers potentially, children maybe, lives, pets, mm-hmm. pastimes, hobbies, professional goals, school. There's a variety, a myriad of things. Family members. Yes. Humans mm-hmm. are dealing with. Then you add a wedding in. Where's your quality of life if you do not have a guide? Yes. Right? And ultimately what that guide does too, which is the next part we're talking about, is building a team. So Absolutely. talk a little bit about how you build a vendor team for a client. Well, you know, we kind of talked about it starts with the couple, right? So when we're when I pick, I'll speak for myself, when I'm putting my stellar team together for that particular couple, it is tailored. And it, it yes. requires an experienced wedding planner to do that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to put a random a bunch of random people together. So just like surgical precision. <laughs> it requires time. Yeah. It requires one, you're looking at one, is this photographer a good fit for this couple based on what I now know about them. Mm-hmm. We're in this relationship, professional relationship together. Now I understand the look, what they need and the general aesthetics of the wedding. And budget. And budget, which is a big thing, right? And then of course we always have to go, but it's not in your budget. right? I wanna work with this photographer, but it's not in your budget. So we're also managing money and making sure that you're making realistic and um, reasonable decisions that fit your budget, mm-hmm. right? Now, a lot of times um, it's difficult because we have to pick people that match the aesthetics and also match the budget. That's team building, which takes time. It takes research. And most importantly, it takes experience. Oh, and insight. Because let's not forget, my husband is a photographer, as you know, because yeah. I've worked with him. My husband's personality is a very creative one. He has a certain kind of approach that's different than other photographers that I love. Mm-hmm. So do I always refer my husband? No, even though he's my husband. Why? Personality. You find that fit. Yes. Yeah. It's all about the perfect fit. And it's something that if you're outside of our industry, you would not know. You're literally just looking at photos. Yes. And then making a decision. But then what if the personalities don't match? What if um, I have couples that need a lot of direction or want direction and some some couples just want to be. So then we pick these um, vendors, so to say, in terms of the general term that people understand. Dream team. I, you know, I I love collaboration. So I call them my my team and my collaborators. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of a general conversation, we'll say vendors. Your vendors should fit your style, your personality and your needs. And you on the outside would never know who to pick on your own. Yeah. Now, I mean, you might maybe. Based on one conversation, but that's not, we have the experience. Absolutely. Because even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? So you might hit a nail on a head, maybe out of 10 vendors, maybe half. Right. When you invest in a planner though, the planner takes the time to know you. Yeah. And then suggest based on all of the things you're talking about. Yeah. Right. I, for example, I had a client who for them, it, everything was about color. Mm-hmm. Everything they chose was their floral, their venue, their food, their, everything was about color and texture and movement and interest. And they wanted to invest in the right vendors. They, they had, they had a very clear vision. So everyone that was brought on the team mm-hmm. had to have fluidity and synchronicity with that vision. 
How many times have you found a client comes in, they have a certain aesthetic yeah. or a certain mindset and you're like, oh, I know exactly. I know exactly who to who to paint for um, stationary. Yes, I know exact. I know who your cake design is going to be. Mm -hmm. I know who your baker is going to be. Um, I know what what uh, salon, bridal salon, to take you to yes. based on what you're describing to me. Mm -hmm. It is an art, and I will say this: not everyone has that ability to do what wedding planners do. It is an art. It takes time. It takes attention to detail. It takes a lot of patience. Um, and thinking, creative thinking to really put something together because it has to to be unique to the couple. So again, I think the first, and I'll go back to when I was in it, I'm like, oh, what do wedding planners really do? Yep. And then when I started wedding planning, especially like I started with my wedding, my wedding was my second wedding. Okay. After my wedding, I was like, holy cow. It was the second wedding you planned. It was the second you? wedding yeah. I planned. I had one wedding. Like, she was married twice. <laughs> No, 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 no. One wedding, yes. my second wedding. Because <laughs> we love your husband. We don't want that Point to of correction. Um, and that was my, you know, because I was in it. Yeah. And I stepped out like, wow. Yeah. And I will tell you that I made mistakes, like experiences to best teacher, things, you know, from mistakes. You're like, I'll never do that again. And it's just little things you don't think of. And no one, no couple should ever live, have that experience of like, oh, I should have done this better. I should have done this better. By investing in a wedding planner, you eliminate so many should have, would have experiences and regrets. 100%. You were at my wedding. You know, I hired a planner. Oh, yeah. It was Chicago, amazing, right? by the way. I hired a planner because I wanted to be a bride. That's yeah. the other thing. When you, mm. are in, when you don't invest in a planner, and a lot of people don't think they need one. And when you make that decision not to invest in a planner, you then become the taskmaster, the general, the solutions bringer, the uh, idea maker, mm -hmm. the creative source, and the bride at the same time. That's not- It just takes away from all the fun. It's not necessarily fun. Right, and do you want your memory, yours of 12 months of planning and 16 months of planning to be- Like work. I cannot wait for this to be over. over worst like i wish i had i wish i enjoyed my process for me i want my couples to have more date nights i want my couples to have oh like i love it when my when we have meetings and they ask like how's it going they're like ask her yes she yes. knows everything Such i'm just i'm just saying yes and no it is a compliment because they truly trust and wedding planning too comes with trust 100 it's something that we should talk about well because you're like dropped into their like you're dropping into these people's lives like you're yeah. and you're actually the face Besides their significant other, whom they are marrying, yes, you're the face, you the the face they see the most on the wedding day. Absolutely. There has to be energy there that works. I always say, like, my weddings are my baby. Yeah. And I, I so, like, I'm like, oh, this, everything has to be as perfect as it can be. And I think that also clarifying the idea that when you have a wedding planner, not one thing goes wrong, that is not true. Oh, Naturally, things are going to happen, but okay. your wedding plan is going to make it less stressful. We, we actually mentioned this in our first episode, blips. Yes. There's always blips. What does yeah. the planner do? We will. <laughs> yeah. Combs through the blips. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And that's what one of the 1,000 things that a wedding planner does. I don't even know if we have time in this lifetime to explain what wedding planners really do. No, you're probably right. We should we but let's go lot. to the let's go to the second point. Right. We, so we talked about logistics. So logistics, keeping things together, managing expectations, managing, um, putting a team together, like um, being 
making informed decisions based on what's really, really out there. Yep. Um, making sure that the aesthetics, well, we're going to aesthetics, so making sure that we're picking the right people yep. to match the couple's taste, style, and preference and personality. Yes. Because that's big. Huge. Yeah. All right. So, so next design. Well, this is like your wheelhouse. This is it is like, too yeah, for you. Is. Well, so, yeah. But we have a little bit of a different approach because you are equal parts phenomenal planner and very talented designer. I have taken a cue from you to sort of step out because originally I was always like logistics, logistics, logistics. Do not talk to me about pretty. <laughs> Styling. And, and you were like, stop it. <laughs> I started listening and it made a lot of sense. Well, you do enjoy that part. I do it really is, enjoy it. I think that again, when we talk about collaboration, like I talked about in the first episode, I don't know. I'm not a caterer, but I want to be in their shoes. I want to. I need yes. to understand what caterers really go through. Mm-hmm. I'm not a stationary designer, but I want to understand their process. It's the same thing for design. And when people really step into our world, they're like, "Oh, this is so fun!" Like we did a shoot in Mexico, and you were my lead designer. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> whether you asked for it that or not, be- but that was the best. But you had a so good time, much. and you learned so much, and I think it adds value. Yes. In terms of how you um, connect with your clients and explain, like, well, yes. here's what designers actually do, because you've seen it firsthand. Well, and it's interesting that you bring that up because so far we've talked about the art. It's an art. Totally. Planning, wedding planning is an art. But in our podcast, we talk about a combination of art and science. Mm -hmm. What I learned that day so well was the science behind planning and a wedding. Like I didn't actually realize when you said to me, here's the recipe for the arrangements (laughs) that we're doing. I was like, what? We're not making food. And you were like, no, we're not. We're making arrangements. Everything has a recipe. And everything with floral has a recipe. Here's how this works. You know, and it was the the rule of three. Mm -hmm. It was a rule of three that you talked about. Well, I like three dimensions. So I always design with three layers. And I was like, Michelle, we need to be, this needs (laughs) to be one, a quarter inch off, like away from the other. And you're like, okay. But it was so important to learn that. And although I really needed a lot of um, ibuprofen when I was done, because it turns out (laughs) that making flowers for a wedding is backbreaking and going up a a flight of stairs in 100 degrees heat in mexico is not as fun as it looks july (laughs) but what i loved about coming away from that experience that i was able to bring to my clients was this when you are looking for a, a a kind of floral in a wedding if you love floral if design is where you where you love, where you exist, right? Because for some people it's food, mm-hmm. for some people it's music, for some people it's floral. You have to understand the labor, the building, the everything, the floral, especially now with this pandemic, how supply chains have been you know, impacted. Yeah. Pricing is something we are obligated to discuss with our clients yeah. and what that means. And I learned so much from making that floral. This again, that insight I was able to apply to my clients. Yeah. So not only was it the art of the beauty of the floral, but the science. Yeah, but now you're able to um, help your clients make a more yes. informed decision yes. because you're you're more um, knowledgeable about all the different layers of what what makes one wedding. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing, and the wedding planner is always the center because now you're navigating. 
the couple. You're navigating every single person. You're trying to keep things tidy. You're putting out fires and you're doing all these things while keeping. You're juggling. You're juggling. And by the way, we have lives. 100%. Let's not talk about that. Yep. But you're trying to do all these things on a daily basis. It's yep. this big revolving door of keeping everything moving and together. So funny that you say that we do it. Like I, you and I were joking earlier and I actually spoke with Nicole who works with me this morning. Cause I was like, I haven't got my nails done in four weeks. <laughs> and she was like, you need to schedule that and make time for it. And I was like, mm-hmm. cause you actually, this is one of the behind the scenes things we've talked about that we wanted to give you access to planners will always, well, I shouldn't say that. You and I typically, you and I are the kinds of planners who tend to put our own needs second to the needs of our client. Absolutely. Right. Um, which is, which this is such a perfect, you're so good at these transitions, <laughs> right? Wait, this is something I know you love talking about too. Cause you were saying it's so important how you build an event and, and all of these things that come from the client. How about building an event that hits all the senses? This oh. is something you love to talk about. And me too. Cause I love the to five senses. I love so. to eat. I love to drink. I love sense, <laughs> like I have all the things. So let's so, talk about so that. So while one thing that an experienced wedding planner, professional wedding planner keeps in mind, and they're not saying that in a meeting, by the way, like let's talk about smell. Smell. <laughs> We're just doing it. But your wedding planner is thinking about all the five senses as they're planning. Layers. Layers. You're thinking about sight, smell, touch. Sound, mm -hmm. all those key senses are part taste are part of what makes an a wedding experience phenomenal. And again, what couple without a wedding plan would say, "Let's talk about the five senses and how we can connect the dots." Right? Yeah. So we're like, "Ooh, let's talk about the bathroom amenities." Yes. Can we throw in a scented? I always bring a scented candle, whether you ask me or not. Do you <laughs> remember I did that event? It was. Um, like it was kind of, it had the golden pineapples. Remember that? Mm -hmm. so, okay. So Allie Phillips and I, um, we collaborated on that event, right? Yes. And she looks at me and she says, and it was all planners. It was a planner dinner, beautiful, elaborate. It had that whole gorgeous theme, whole nine yards. She's like, what are, you, what are we going to do in the bathroom? We have to do, we have to go get towels and a basket and all yeah. this. And I was like, what? She's like, the bathroom, we can't abandon the bathroom. And I was like, oh my yeah. God, the bathroom, is an, the bathroom. The bathroom yes. is an experience. So and I always so push for, um, I love Something. the art of personalization, which would be a future podcast topic. But how can I take a guest towel and make that an experience? Yes. By throwing on a little logo mm -hmm. or some sort of signage or bathroom amenities with key things we know that guests would appreciate. Again, these are things that wedding planners think of because we're that meticulous and we're that we're paying attention to every single detail because it's like, okay, smell, are you talking about food? That that's Maybe. great. But then what about the other things, mm -hmm. right? Can we can we make the bathroom experience even better? I think the overarching goal is to create something that tantalizes the senses, All the senses. so much that when long after the last dance has gone, people think back on the event and there's a touch point, be it a certain scent or a sound or a sight. They see an orchid because they were beautiful orchids or they hear a whatever that they remember. And it brings them right back to that moment. Absolutely. That you created, in, and we've talked about this, that we created this one night only, beautiful limited edition event that is your wedding. 
And um, one thing to point out too, is like, you shouldn't feel as a guest, like when we're planning, it should feel seamless. Yes. You shouldn't walk in and say, oh, this is sight. It yes. should all just be part of the experience. Mm-hmm. It should be seamless. You should just leave like, I don't even know what I love the most, but everything was amazing. Here you go again with the amazing transition. Because <laughs> now we're going to talk about the the ability to cultivate from a client the imagination to stretch beyond. beyond yes. You are, I don't know anyone better at that than you. <laughs> I really don't. Well, I that's really why don't. you hire the experts. It that's what wedding planners do. That should be a good slogan. Wedding planners. Stretch and beyond. beyond. And we're not talking about flexibility. No. Because I'm not very flexible. In our heads. Yeah, I'm old. Nobody is. No. Um, but those, these are the key things about wedding planning and investing. We talk about looking at looking at wedding planning as an investment in what is going to make your wedding better than you could ever do. Well, it's an investment in your quality of life. Yeah. Because it helps you manage the amount of work you're doing. It's an investment in expertise that mm-hmm. helps you make an informed decision, mm-hmm. right? And it's also an investment in your peace of mind. Yes, but even beyond that, it's an investment in somebody like a coach mm-hmm. who is going to push you outside of a box, maybe that you think the wedding needs to be. Because yeah. the most beautiful thing about planning a wedding is that actually wedding police don't exist. So if you want to serve dessert before entree, mm-hmm. you can actually do that. In a planner, there are no rules. No, and a planner will help you do that. There are no rules. And that's the first thing I say is like, just because your friend just got married and she did it this way, let's talk about what you guys want. And let's talk about the experience you want for your guests. And then I'll help you fine tune and curate it and then add my our, you know, I talk, I talk about our special sauce, our secret sauce, mm-hmm. why we're worth the big bucks, right? That's what wedding planners do. Because how many times have you mentioned something simple and they're like, ooh, like I a cocktail love, napkin. I love that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, picking you actually suggesting, here's a thought. I think this linen would be great for cocktail hour. Yes. I think this linen would be great for, and they're like, I never even thought about that. Or a signature class. It's the little things. Yeah. It's the little things. And I think that it's hard to, to you know, summarize simply what wedding planners do, but it's 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 hard. And I personally think that wedding planners don't get paid enough because it's hard to put your hours and time into all of that. Understatement of the century. <laughs> and we should, mm-hmm. but the time, no one works more hours. I would say this confidently. No one working on a wedding works more hours than a wedding planner. Not one person. Especially a really passionate one. Because you're in it in the beginning. You're in it in the middle. Mm -hmm. You're in it at the end. When everyone packs up their gear and they leave, guess who's still standing? And you're also in it when it's over. And then you're in it after. Mm -hmm. You're in it forever. Mm -hmm. So wedding planning, wedding planners are an investment in... Oh, an investment that's worth it. And it's something like we need to kind of rethink about, um, think about truly about what, where are you putting your money? Where are you investing? How much are you spending on your wedding? In a and wonderful planner. As you should. So wedding planners are gold. Worth it. Okay, so you and I could have this conversation literally all, volumes all day. all day. All day. All right, but to wrap up, since we're talking about what do planners really do, I think it's really important that we talk about the penultimate 
super important, all encompassing, mega valuable element that you get from investing in a wedding planner, which is a well executed timeline. Hey we were literally just going, I think we were just, you were looking at my timeline. I was looking at your timeline. Yes. And we're like, how do they differ? What is the, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much mm-hmm. the same. So, uh, okay. So in your opinion, what is the importance and significance of a well thought out, written, all the things timeline? Yes. Yeah, so one thing is a timeline should be realistic. Yep. I build my timeline based on what I know should happen. Yep. So if you're like, oh, let's put five minutes. I'm like, in reality, not going to happen. Pockets. And I can tell you 100% that this timeline is not realistic. Mm-hmm. It has to be realistic. It has to also pay attention to the things that are surrounding that event. All timelines are not the same. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So based on what's happening first look no first look we're thinking we're thinking all the way to when you get ready how long is it going to take is mm-hmm. there a first look you know do is mom going to be part of your photos are you guys doing photos as a group there's so many layers of a timeline that so those um those timelines you can download online they're cute but mm-hmm. that's not no it doesn't it doesn't really have everything you need only a professional wedding planner can do this for you in my opinion and i say that love all my wedding planners and i'm sure they're like yay because truly it is an art Mm -hmm. a timeline is a is a work of art and science and science like i'm gonna say three things one i don't know what other planners out there do but here's what i do i build my timeline from the end forward Mm-hmm. So I started me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I right? think about the end and I, cause every time I start from the beginning, I'm thrown off. Mm-hmm. So I start at the end. Like we this ended is, midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And how do we go from there? Yes. Right. And the other thing I'm going to say is margin for error is huge. What does that mean? In my timeline, I build in a little pocket here and there. You mm-hmm. were just talking about this. A buffer. I, yes. I think something might take five minutes. I'm going to give it 15. So that way, if someone is on the timeline, it says bride arrives at 515. If bride arrives at 530, she's still on time. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Bride doesn't know. Everybody else doesn't know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So then we're not late, even if we're 15 minutes behind. Yeah. And what your wedding planner will also do is you can make a timeline all you want. But realities, things happen. Mm -hmm. Your wedding planner is going to find a way to bridge that gap. Yes. And that's not something you as a couple can do because you should be enjoying your wedding. Well, 1000%. Another element of the timeline that I love to educate my clients about is the importance of two things. So it's twofold personalizing a timeline for every wedding, like you just talked about, Mm -hmm. and also understanding that a wedding is. This, and I say, I've said this multiple times in our previous episode, in this one, and I'm going to say it probably in a hundred more because we're going to do a hundred more. Yes. This is this culmination of these people coming to this one place at this one time, one night only. Like this is the only time all of this comes on the marquee, right? Mm-hmm. For this wedding. And it's essentially a live program. Yes. Right? At night. So yes, hair and makeup timeline, hugely important photography timeline. Is there a first look like you mentioned Mm -hmm. and the importance of a first look and all of those things. But at the end of the day, when we are about to line up for ceremony, when we are moving into dinner, there are program elements that have to happen. Yeah. Speeches, vows, cake cutting, um, 
if we're breaking a glass, if it's a certain kind of cultural tradition, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So I always talk about live program elements, like a live TV show. Yeah. And knowing how to seamlessly drop those in with timing that complements how the caterer courses all of your uh, courses, how photography and video can make it to all of the elements, band cueing when you walk in mm-hmm. to when you're cutting your cake or DJ, whatever the case may be. It's a live program. Mm-hmm. So timeline is as much science as it is art. Absolutely. I and agree. To me, that is one of the biggest places you get ROI on an investment in a planner. One, And if there's any other reason, if there's one reason why, yes, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. Like having an organized wedding, a seamless wedding, finding the dream team, putting all those things together, making sure you're not losing your mind, making sure you're making uh, great decisions yeah. financially, style-wise, personality-wise, making sure that the timeline makes sense mm-hmm. and, is important. And that at the end of the day, and we said this in the, in the previous episode, your marriage is as important and is more important than the wedding. wedding. So leave the wedding to your planner and you go enjoy the day and then focus on your marriage. And I personally believe that your marriage starts with the wedding planning process. 100%. From the moment you get engaged, your marriage is kind of sorted. And these, the habits that you cultivate, I preach date night once a week. Mm -hmm. I beg my my couples, I'm like, Mm -hmm. do not talk to me one day, at least one day a week, right? Minus Sundays, because Sundays are, are, are quiet days. Yeah. But take a day where we don't we talk about nothing, no wedding planning, go on a date, yes. have a movie night, do things as a couple yes. while your planner is working and trust that after you've hired this professional, that they're working for you, even if you don't see it. Because again, we're not copying on all the emails, but mm-hmm. believe me, your army is working on your behalf to make sure Always. that this baby of ours is a success. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the process, hire the right people, do your research, talk to them, listen to them, and make sure that there is a personality blend there. And if once you trust though, and you make that decision, go on dates, go on dates. Yes. Enjoy each other. Let us work. Yes. We've got you because that is what we do. This is not a hobby as much as it is a passion and we love it. Calling. This is true. This is a calling. It's a calling. And it's not for everyone. Not. But when you find your person, trust that they are working for you because no planner wants to be doubted. No. Right? Or not Especially when to. you're doing the right, right thing. It's too much of an investment. It's too much money. It's I don't care if you're spending $50,000 on a wedding or $650,000 or a million five on a wedding. It's, it is an investment. For whoever you, you are, it's an investment. Absolutely. That money should be invested in creating an experience that stays with you in your heart and soul for the rest of your days. Yes. The end. The end. Hire a planner. And on that note, we're going to go. We want to thank you guys for listening. And I hope that we, you have a better understanding of what we do. And it's a conversation. I think we're going to have parts one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six through 100 mm-hmm. because it goes, it's deeper than that. But we want to leave you with hire a planner, hire a planner, trust your planner, trust your planner, enjoy being a couple and being engaged. Go on dates, go on dates, many dates. Mm-hmm. We're working one life. That's <laughs> all you get. That's Make good. it count. Make it count. Even when you're planning. <laughs> All right. So see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to share with your friends.
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you loved today's show, it will mean a lot to us. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review and take a screenshot and share on social media and tag us at mdrapetivents and Events. See you next week.